Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. A poor soul of noble origins, a squire tested in battle, a knight errant forged in Camelot, a man strengthened by love. Join Adam as Sir Gulliston and Craig as the Game Master in Blood and Lust, a King Arthur Pendragon duet game of chivalry and mythic adventure. Let us win glory for our king, who will reward us with honors and lands, and the devil take the hindmost. So, Sir Golestalen, you're kind of staring in disbelief for a second as this beautiful lady is being carried away on this wild beast of a horse. How would you like to react? I'm going to call after her. I'm going to say, uh, do not worry, my lady. I'm going to fetch my horse and I'll be after you in a moment. And I'm, I'm going to run after my horse, uh, get on my horse and kind of like just take off in the direction that I saw them go. Would you like to mount your horse normally or would you like to reenact the jumping out of the horse thing you did after your knighting? I definitely want to do it in the most like stylish and, and action packed way I can. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know if it's realistic to like jump on it as it's going, but he's definitely going to be doing like a real, like just high stakes mounting. There, there's nothing, nothing casual about this. Let's get a dex roll then. Uh, pass five on a 10. So you do one of those things where you kind of run up behind your horse and then just jump into the saddle. Like, kind of like you're vaulting it. Uh, this it's might be easier this time because you're not wearing full armor, but uh, you're able to go, yeah, and uh, your horse kind of just takes off after her. So you're kind of chasing and you're trying to close the distance between this runaway horse and your own. And you're still a little bit uh, behind it. Um, so can I get a... Hmm... So can I get a horsemanship roll? Five on a ten. Excellent. So you're able to uh, to close the ways a little bit, and then you're almost caught up, and then you realize that there's a low branch between the two of you, so you would need to duck. Can I get a dex roll? My luck finally runs out. Twelve on a ten. I do not pass. So you're getting in really close, and the um, the horse somehow manages to, like, it's almost like it shifted under it to just meet it or shrunk or something. But um, the woman kind of like hits some of the branches and they kind of flap back, back into you sort of like what you did to Sir Tor earlier and you're slowed down a little bit, but uh, you're still in the chase. I'm uh, yelling after her the whole time. Just hold on tight, my lady. I'll be right there. So you're galloping um, on your horse closer again. And um can I get an awareness roll? Uh, pass five on a nine. So you see this um, horse. You think it's a horse still kind of like glide across this area. But um, as soon as you get close, you make your, your awareness roll and realize that it's like a hidden ditch. And you you, you are able to notice the ditch and close um, some more distance again. And you're getting you're closer um, to the point where you were earlier. Can you make me a horsemanship roll, please? Uh, nine on a ten. Pass. All right. So the horse leads you over a small stream, at which you you are able to get your horse to jump as well. And you can see, like, um, 
this woman's hair is just flying back in the breeze. She's like holding on for dear life. And you could see like the rope that you tied to it earlier, kind of just flapping in the breeze. And ahead of you, you see a cliff. What would you like to do? Holy shit. Uh, I want to try to grab the rope and see if I can like just riding close enough, grab the rope and then just like pull back on my horse and see if I can uh, yank that other horse to a stop. Uh, that sounds like either decks or horsemanship. I'll let you choose. Tell me which one you do. Well, I have the same value in each. Um, yeah, I think horsemanship. Uh, let me give that a roll. 10 on a 10. Okay, so that's a crit. If you haven't checked horsemanship already, you should check that. It's checked. So you kind of grab onto like the horse's mane. Um, you're kind of clawing your way up. Um, you, you might gr- you might have grabbed a little bit of her dress at some point, but you eventually get the rope and you kind of like slow from like a gallop to a canter to a trot to just stopping. And you're able to show the other horse that, hey, you're the boss here a little bit. And uh, it kind of slows down and stops. I'm uh, this whole time. I'm like, easy boy, easy boy. So the woman's kind of just like looking like she had like the like Mr. Toad's wild ride at this point. Her hair is everywhere. Um, her dress is all a mess. And she's just like, help me down. Help me down. I uh, I help her down from the horse uh, carefully. All right. So you, you dismount yourself and then kind of like grab her hand and kind of, she kind of just kind of spills into your arms and she says uh, thanks and kind of like, um, like shifts her hair to the side and you just like notice these crazy beautiful ocean blue eyes and you're just kind of caught staring into them. And uh, Golison kind of like freezes up for a moment and uh, he's kind of just like awestruck and he's uh, when he like finally catches himself. He, uh, he, you know, he breaks away and he's just like, uh, are you well enough to, to ride on the back of my horse? And he's going to um, try to like get her set up uh, to ride on the back of his horse. And he's going to say, hold on to me tightly. I'll get us back safely. What? Are you done staring into her eyes? Oh, yeah, he's done. Yeah. Oh, OK. OK. And she, you think you say all that, but you didn't. Oh, yeah. He's just been like dreaming or something. <laughs> And then, like, she kind of looks embarrassed, too, and kind of, like, looks away. Golison is like, what is this feeling? Uh, certainly, you know, what he felt for the, the commoner he had that, that tryst with. It, it was not nearly as strong as what he's feeling right now. He's just, like, so taken aback. Uh, but he's trying to compose himself uh, in, a, in a manner that's becoming of a respected knight. All right. So you, you kind of, like, uh, reconstitute yourself a little bit. <clears throat> And then uh, you look around, you see your own horse there, and then you're holding onto the rope. And then, like, you feel the other end of the rope drop, and you look around, and you see just like instead of a white horse, it's a sparrow, and it just kind of drops through the rope and flies away and starts tweeting. Wait, what? <laughs> and she looks up and says, "Well, I, I think your friend uh, had his fun." And he kind of, and she kind of like uh, gives a little whistle to the bird. I've surely never seen something like that. Well, it is a wonderful forest after all, this year, Camelot. And uh, he's like, he probably says something like, 
truly beautiful and like it's unclear whether he's talking about her or the uh or the bird um so sir golston um you have you know rescued a fine young lady from an otherwise terrible fate and you've already in your heart compared her to that of a commoner you thought you felt feelings for at one point would you like to develop an more passion yes all right uh let me all right, so we're going to we're actually going to leave the numbers blank for now. But um, you know, in your heart, you you're feeling something, and you're kind of um, walking around, still in search of her horse. Um, she's kind of leaning on you because her ankles still a little bit sore. And oh, maybe um, maybe I have her like on my horse, like riding it, and I'm like pulling it along, kind of. Like, so, like, she's, like, riding, like, above, and I'm just kind of, like, walking, like, her on the horse or something. Ah, yeah, I like that imagery. So, you're walking around uh, a knight in, well, not in armor, but um, you're leading the the lady on your own on your own horse, kind of searching her way through, trying to find hers. And she says, well, uh, sir, uh, tell, tell me about yourself. Well, my name is Sir Golliston. And I don't believe I caught your name, my lady. She kind of blushes a little and she says, uh, well, it's uh, Avieli, Avieli Alark Fircharmin. Ah, a truly beautiful name, if I do say so. And then he kind of just like turns away shyly. Uh, I am from Huntington. My lord is the noble Sir Gregor de Stafford. Ah, yes, I... I believe I've heard of you. You have? And he's like kind of surprised. Yes, well, um, you're the one we sent uh, all that wine and ham to last year. And um, he'll kind of like smile and nod and he'll, you know, pat his stomach and be like, ah, it was well enjoyed. I could see that as she's looking you up and down and realizing you're like size, what, 19? Eight, uh, 19, yeah, 19. And she kind of uh, laughs a little bit. Yes, um, my my father always said that he liked you. And uh, Golston is kind of just like uh, nodding and and trying to trying to um, still like appear humble. He's just like, oh, um, oh, it's very very kind of him. Uh, tell me, sir, did you did you know him well? Out of character, who was her father? Well, the full name that uh, she gave was Avieli Alark Furch Armin, and that's Aviella Aviel. Swan, uh, daughter of Armin, or sorry, Amrin. Oh, yikes. Okay, so that, yeah, okay, so that's gonna change his reaction completely then. Um, he just like kind of like, uh, he becomes very kind of like solemn and serious for a second, and he's just like, uh, he's just struck with embarrassment. Um, and he's just like, your father, he turns around and uh, he kind of like stops the horse for a second and just like looks up at her. And he's just like, your father was a great man. One of the greatest men I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Really? Tell me of him. I would, I would have just loved to have known him longer. And he always said that you reminded him of, well. So like for a second, like uh, Golston's kind of like idea changes. Like he was very like physically attracted to her. Um, kind of just so taken aback by her beauty 
But now he's going to just kind of like his tone is going to change. He still finds her very beautiful and all this stuff. But like now he obviously has this like uh, different kind of like respect knowing that she is uh, Amran's daughter. So he like he he does kind of like start to change the way he like behaves. And he's going to be like uh, very obviously like less like blatantly like flirty towards her. And he's going to um, kind of just slowly walk with her and tell her the entire story of just how, like, when he was just, like, this lowly knight coming up in the world, he met this guy, her father, and just, like, how Amran, in a sense, took him under his wing and basically, like, you know, at the end of at the end of this long-winded story, the takeaway is, um, you know, I'm just now coming into coming into myself as a, as a knight and, you know, coming into this, coming into myself uh, in this title and position, but I would not be the man I am today. Had it not been for your father. Would you like to roll or or eight? Yeah. Uh, That's a 20. (laughs) I don't do a very good job explaining. No, it, her head seems kind of like lost in the clouds um, a little bit. Like she's confused. She, she's I'm just like, no, let me, let me, let me start over. That was, uh, he was, yeah. And I'm just doing kind of like a terrible job, but it's like, uh, maybe it's clear that it's because I'm like emotional talking about talking about this subject, but like, yeah, I'm not giving her this like uh powerful speech about like what an amazing man her father was. Yeah. Like um, it's, it's funny. Cause like a lot of people compare like, the emotions of pet dragon to sort of like an anime sort of um, thing, especially when you got like above 16s or you fumble, maybe you start crying a little bit talking about them. Yeah. I'm just kind of like blubbering on uh, because like, and the thing is like, I want to, I want to honor her request by telling her about her father. And I have like so many strong feelings about her father and my relationship with him but it's just like too much. I'm not like, I, I can't even begin to use words to like get it to come across correctly. It's just like, it's like I'm running into somebody and it's like, oh my God, you know that guy? Like that guy's just so awesome. And it's like, you know, it's it's just like much more than that. Like this is his daughter. I can't, and it's like, I just can't really explain to you of all people, like what this person meant to me. Yeah. And it's just like, a, he's probably just like, you know, kind of blubbering on and just like yeah getting carried away getting emotional as well so you're kind of like telling the story and you're just kind of leading her on and then like on but then you just kind of stop for this emotional conclusion and since it is a fumble bad things do have to happen and um you realize you're just like blubbering um this story and uh this this knight in like shining harness comes through um, on a on like a white courser, and he's um, pulling behind him a um, chestnut brown palfrey, and she says, "Oh, my horse!" Uh, Goliston, kind of disappointed, is just like, "Ah, there he is! So glad he's he's come across. He's he's come back to us." And you you recognize the um, actually make me a recognize roll. Uh, that's a fail. Six on a four. I'm just checking the glory because you might still recognize him. Yeah, you, you'd still recognize him um, with that. Uh, you recognize him as Sir Garrus. You see 
Um, his arms, a lot like uh, his older brother Gawain's, has the double-headed eagle, golden eagle on purple, um, with a border of white with some red flames around it. It's a really cool-looking uh, piece of heraldry, and yeah, he, he's one of the um, the Orkney knights. Um, you probably have also recognize one of his other older brothers, Sir Agravane, but uh, he um, um, dismounts um, his own horse and says, my lady, I think you lost this and kind of leads um, the, the, um, the palfrey over to her. And um, Aviel's like, Oh, thank you. My hero. And she kind of like um, does one of those um, little curtsies and climbs up onto the horse and then she looks back at you and your eyes meet again. And uh, yeah, Goliston kind of like looks up at her. Um, he's probably trying to hide his disappointment and uh, this other knight kind of like swooping in and saving the day. But he's not going to uh, try to make any of that obvious or known. And he's going to uh, just kind of like look up at her on the horse. Um, you know, he's still standing on the ground uh, next to his own horse at this point. And he just looks up at her, uh, you know, and their eyes just kind of meet again. And he's just like, hope I'll be seeing you, milady. Well, I'm sure you will, sir. So let's uh, let's fast forward a little bit um, to uh, the rest of the um, festivities uh, my Camelot. Um, the the hunt was a success. Um, Gawain and Arthur brought down the um, unicorn and ensnared it and now it's kind of just chilling in the queen's menagerie as was the plan all along they went out with a plan despite not um having it for a while they always succeed on stuff like this so i mean no one's really surprised um but there is a feast um this evening and uh you um sir gregor um sir tor um are all in attendance and uh yeah like sir gregor's kind of uh looking at you and he says well i heard you uh led quite the hunt for a while there and uh sir golson is just kind of like staring off into space and he almost just like doesn't hear sir gregor and then uh you know he kind of like distractedly turns over to him and he's like wait what yes uh i heard it from my my buddy gawain there that uh you were leading the hunt for quite some time Oh, yes, yes, right, right, the hunt. Uh, yes, it was uh, indeed quite a spectacular event. And he kind of just likes, you know, is staring off into the stars again. Uh, what are you wearing to this feast? Um, I think he might, like, just still be wearing his best outfit, which might have been what he was wearing on the hunt. Okay. I'm trying to, trying to think, yeah. And because uh, I don't think I really got it too like ripped up or torn up or anything no you get so. hit by one branch let me make yeah a, yeah um, it's, baldrick passes a squire roll so he's able to fix it up yeah and it's kind of almost like uh i it's not that i'm proud of how i did it's that i'm not like embarrassed of how i did so i'm still wearing the uh still wearing the the uniform of it yeah and like by sir gregor's um account um you did very well for some of your of your station and like you're looking around, you see like Sir Tor looks like he's wearing like the same outfit that he was, although it seems to be brand new. So you wonder how like how many of those outfits he might have. It's so his favorite. He's had multiple of them made. 
So he's either like a cartoon um, character or a superhero. But uh, yeah, just one of those, like, this is what I'm wearing for the year. Um, yeah, just talking around, you kind of get the idea that um, he is one of those that kind of sets fashion trends in the court. Besides Arthur and Guinevere, of course. And, uh, you know, as I kind of like notice that fact about him, it does kind of make me like realize the importance of clothing and appearance. And I'm just like, hmm, like maybe it is something to take more stock in. Uh, but like Golison's mind is, is not there. He's he's probably uh, not really eating much, but he's definitely just like kind of drinking deeply in the wine. And uh, I, I think that like when when he gets like enough glasses of wine in, he's probably just going to kind of like turn to Sir Gregor, like with an almost like distraught look in his face and just be like, Sir Gregor, I must confess. I met Lady Avalie in the woods today, and even just after our brief encounter, I'm taken by her. My heart, it yearns to be with her. He's just like, uh, yeah, and he's just kind of just like waxing poetic, just like spilling his guts to like his most trusted uh, and loved person. He's just yeah. like, when I first met her, I, I had no idea that she was Sir Amran's daughter. And even so, it, it was not enough to change how I felt. He looks up from his roasted seal because that's what I was rolling for. <laughs> oh my god. Nice. So he looks up from his roasted seal, and you're probably saying this as you were serving him because like typically you're you're a respected knight, um, but this is Pentecost feast at Camelot, so like you're the type of people doing the serving at this point. And he says, Is that so? It is, it is so. I, I... I don't know if I can control these feelings. Well, I'm honored, but um, you should remember, though, one of the rules of the court of love. And what is that, my lord? A lover shouldn't tell that many about his love affair. And he kind of winks at you and kind of slurps up some seal in seal sauce. And uh, Golston kind of like looks around the room panicked and he's like, my lord, you were the only one I have told. And I beg you not to not to share this with anybody else. It is it is of grave importance. And like, you know, he's just kind of like the looking like a middle school kid who's like embarrassed that uh, his crush might find out or something. And he's just like, you know, like he he almost like hushes uh, the Lord, but but thinks better of himself. And is just like, no, it's this is just between you and I, please, my Lord. And uh, he really like even he can't even enjoy this beautiful uh feast of seal that's in front of him because his his heart is just in so many places right now yeah understandable so you're actually like you, you conclude some serving so then you finally get a chance on to sit your sit down yourself and like bulger comes and serves you but you're just like kind of poking at it picking at it and like he kind of like slides um, your pimp glass full of um, some red wine to you. I slug it down. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I heard from uh, Sir Geharis's, uh squire earlier that uh, the two of you rescued a young lady. Indeed, we did, Baldric. She was quite a beautiful lady, if I do say so. But lest I not get carried away, it was a fine hunt and a fun time. Can you make me an intrigue roll, please? 
this is a courtly skill and it would be modified by both your glory and your fine outfit. So that'd be a plus four. Nice. And I rolled a one. All right. So um, you're kind of like chatting up with um, Baldur, trying to be um, a bit uh, modest. Um, so he insists that you check your modest, but uh, he says, not uh, not the only thing I heard. And I, I heard from the lady servant who is friends with another lady servant that her lady, um, lady Avielli was asking about you. Asking about me? What, what, what was she asking? What, what did she say? This way, Baldrick. And he kind of, uh, he kind of will like pull Baldrick to what he thinks is a more quiet corner. And uh, he's going to like push a glass over to Baldrick and be like, go on Baldrick, drink, tell me. What was she asking about me? Well, you know, the normal things like who you served, what your great deeds are, what were you doing in the forest all alone? And she, he kind of like points with his chin and you see her from across the hall, um, Avielli wearing this beautiful crimson gown. And like, there's like a little blue trimmed cape that she has with it too. And it's flowing and she, no, she looks just so lovely. And yeah, he like, he's just staring at her with his, you know, with his mouth kind of wide open, just, you know, and, and the thought that she was uh, interested enough to, to inquire about him is kind of just like filling him with like a, a childish sense of excitement right now. And uh, he's kind of just, you know, to Baldrick, he's kind of just like, tell me more. No, get away from me. No, tell me more. No, go stand over there. You know, and he's he's like he he doesn't know like uh, what to do really. He's just like uh, no no uh, yeah just go stand over there so I so I look alone in case she in case she dares to approach. And he's kind of just like um, trying to uh, gussy himself up a little bit. Uh, he he uh, combs his hair back with his hand and kind of uh, you know spits in his hand and like wipes dirt away from his face and stuff. And that's when the music starts. It's uh a lute and some sort of uh, pipe and it's starting to play some sort of danceable tune and you're kind of like standing next to Baldrick then not next to Baldrick and then he's confused and now you're putting saliva in your hair and like you turn around and you realize that she's like standing only a few feet away from you almost like without even thinking he just says my lady would you care to dance and she puts her hand out for you to take it. Let's uh before I um before I have you roll your uh, dancing skill, let's uh return to that amore passion we were talking about. So can you roll me 3d6 to start off with? Nine. Okay, and then okay, it's twelve plus. So um uh your amore. Assuming you want it to be an Amore passion, your Amore Avielli would be 24. Wow. So that's um that's over 16. That's actually over 20. Like this is like kind of what um a lot of people get for like Guinevere, just for some perspective. Yeah, actually still I have an Amore for Guinevere, but it's uh, only 12. So yeah, like like she's the king's wife, she's pretty hot, but you know, this is like double that. Yeah. So um, 
dancing, you can uh, you can straight up roll your dancing, or you can impassion your dancing first, and then roll your dancing. I want to impassion my dancing with my amour for Avielli. All righty, roll your d20 out of 24. You would crit on a 16 or higher. I got a one. I've rolled so many ones today. Yeah. Well, you still pass. Oh, yeah, it's great. So the passing will give you plus 10 on your dancing roll. And don't forget you have a plus four for your uh, glory in your clothes. Nice. Uh, I got a six, and that's a pass. Alrighty. Um, well, not a crit, right? Not a crit. Okay. So, yeah, you um, you conduct yourself admirably and should check your dancing if it's not already checked. And she's... Let's actually see how she's doing. Yeah, she's doing fine. Um, she's dancing, keeping up with you. Um, it's like one of those, like... It almost looks like a courtly line dance sort of thing um have you seen a knight's tale with keith Heath ledger yes it's, it's a lot like with that. all the all the queen song or yeah it has like all the modern songs kind yeah of. it's a lot yeah. like that so I, I like that film because it does a good job of using modern music to convey the emotion of what the um people at the time would be fear feeling like it's a queen stadium rock instead of like a trumpet fanfare but that's the best way to translate it to a modern audience, I think. Yeah, that would be sick. Well, it's like one of those, like, um, like it's almost like a medieval line dance, but you're definitely partners. And, like, for some reason, like, the two of you seem to keep being rotated into the middle of everything. And it, it's very nice. I give, I give Baldrick a thumbs up, like, uh, discreetly as I, uh, you know, as we kind of circle around and I catch his eye. I'm like, so... Um, you dance, and you probably dance a few more times, and um, she's looking like she's having a pretty good time. How's uh, Golston feeling? Uh, Golston is over the moon right now. He's uh, He feels like it's working out for him. Uh, and he was kind of, at first he thought he was put off by the fact that this was Sir Amarin's daughter, but he finds that, it, if anything, it almost just, like, bolsters his respect for her. Um and so he's like, uh, if anything, he's finding himself even more taken by her. And uh, he's like, he doesn't even think about the about the gossip that he heard earlier or anything like that. It's more just like her beauty and her, you know, the her personality and stuff that he's he's gotten so far. He's just like a love at first sight with her, I guess. So he's just very pleased that they're together and dancing. Um you know, he he couldn't wish for for anything better right now. So after a more lively tune, she makes a show of saying that, "Oh, it's so warm. Uh, perhaps I'll uh, go out and cool myself by the balcony." And she kind of looks um, and turns to you almost expectantly, expectantly. Golston kind of uh, coughs and then does an audible gulp, and he's just like, "May I join you, milady?" Well, it wouldn't be proper to go without an escort. And uh, he'll, like, put his arm out for her to to link with his. And she takes it. So the two of you kind of walk, and it's refreshing as you walk out onto this balcony, and you're kind of, like, looking over this um, beautiful garden, and you could see um, in the distance um, uh, some men still kind of trying to load up the um, unicorn into the menagerie cage, um, which is adjacent to the garden. 
and like the camera kind of pans back over and like you could see this like uh almost like a hedge maze type thing in front of you with like some stone topiaries sticking out of it and there's beautiful roses and flowers of every kind blooming from the hedges and she kind of you know has her heart arm in yours and she kind of uh walks over to the um, balcony and leans over it and says oh it certainly is beautiful here and uh he's like not looking at the stars at all he's just like looking at her and he's just like indeed it truly is (sighs) yes my my parents used to meet here i've I've been a few times myself it's been a while but you know never at night and never with and she kind of looks at you and blushes Golston definitely uh, blushes as well, and uh, he'll just kind of like try to laugh to to lighten the mood. And she just starts um, like walking around, um, top over the uh, balcony and down some like stone staircases, which you could have swore are new additions, but have the appearance of having been in Camelot for forever. Despite this is the first time you saw those staircases. And she kind of like walks down a few steps and looks behind her. And uh, Golston is just kind of like trying to make conversation with her. And he's like, this is indeed the most beautiful land I've ever been to. And did you see the the creature captured today? So majestic. Yes, I heard. But um, don't you think that um, such a majestic creature should be set free? Indeed. I, I suppose I hadn't considered it. It is truly majestic. Something that no man should have possession of well at least it is our queen and she is a gentle heart indeed she is a she is a a most noble lady and she's kind of like um surrounded by all these like exotic looking flowers and she's like looking around looks back at you and smiles and then opens her mouth as if to say something but then kind of stops what was it my lady what were you what were you to say please speak freely in my company well, I just—I was just wondering, perhaps, good sir, if uh, you'd be interested in a game of sorts. Anything. And she smiles and says, "Well then." And you could—you could tell she's kind of a little embarrassed about um, saying it, but um, she says, "Well, my valiant knight, uh, what would you wager against, say, a kiss that I could beat you to the center of this maze?" He like pauses as if considering it for a while, and he's just like, "All right, you're on." And then he just like, you know, he tries to make it seem like he's giving a, a, you know, a fair effort, but he's just gonna like, just very clearly let her win and then just like kiss her. Well, she takes off and you try to follow her and you, you see her go right and take off. But then uh, once you take that same right, the, you're not sure if it's you or you might've been um, thinking something else, but it's a dead end, and your only available course is to go left. I, I pursue. So you are now in a foot race to the middle of this maze to pursue your lady love, and you kind of have this weird feeling inside of you that uh, you, you kind of had this feeling like the year before when you were in the forest that things aren't all what they seem in this maze. I like knights. Do you like knights too? If so, check out our Scion, Temptation, and 13th Age games for more chivalric role-playing.